Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast podcast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan Meredith. What we just Mr. talked Meredith. about, Jamie, which is going to show oh. our fucking age immediately. Our age. Well, we were talking about, well, it won't, but it will. One of uh, them will. Well, we... <laughs> fucking <laughs> Captain Planet is definitely going to show our age, Jamie. Yeah, it, that is going to show, that will show our age. Yeah, Captain Planet, and we did talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which won't show our age because there's a new film that's there just come out. There is a new out. film. So, um, you know, it, relevant, relevant and time-bound, isn't it? And what As we're talking, we always are, Jamie. As we always exactly. are. Exactly. So what we're talking about is this quote of, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. But one of the things that isn't spoken about is what makes up those five people. And randomly in my head, what I spoke about was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And at first you're going to think, what the fuck is Jay on about? But the reality is, is when you look at a friend circle, not every person in that circle thinks the same. They all mm-hmm. have different things to bring to the table. And if you have ever seen an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you'll know that each one of them has different likes, dislikes, triggers, and quips. And it's all of those differences that actually make them a solid force to be reckoned with. Now, going back to the whole Captain Planet, for those of you who um, might remember it, and even if you don't, um, when you look at it, it's kind of weird now. If you look at it, these kids have these different rings, and when they shout out their power, this guy with a buzz cut who can fly who's blue comes round and defeats these people who are trying to pollute the planet and each one of these rings is like earth wind fire uh earth fire wind water, water hearts there we go and it's all it's the powers one of them. I don't remember yeah that one. and all the powers combined obviously bring out captain planet and the really the real thing that we're trying to talk about here is to help you identify how to create this circle of influence because you know not every person needs to be thinking and doing the same things in fact that might hinder that circle of influence because if you're all thinking the same you're not challenging each other's beliefs and you're not helping others level up so your circle of influence the five people that you hang around with Dan what do you look for within your circle and what should our listeners be focused on when creating that environment around them to maximize their success I mean yeah I mean this obviously is a a phrase that we've all heard for a long time and you see a lot of people um uh, how can I put this impolitely without giving away names or anything? In the business educational space, let's give that as nice and broad talk about keeping your circle tight and your circle. You're like, all right, calm the fuck down. Realistically, okay, for me, it is having a healthy mix of people that keep me grounded, that inspire me, that also make me want to show up better. And that just do not give a flying fuck who I am, what I do, how successful I may or may not be, and just like me 
for me. It has taken me, you know, much like probably your social media feed is, mine is as well. It's taken me years to, for want of a better phrase, curate my friendships. And there are people who have closer access to me. Um, there are people who have less access to me. I've used the, that six F's phrase. Uh, so if I remember them all. It's basically if you're friends with me, following me, family, fucking me, feeding me or financing me. So if you're one of those F's, you will have a level of influence on my life. As you could probably imagine, some of those have slightly more influence than others. Um, but I've always kind of had that kind of, you know, there's different layers and levels of influence that people give you. But for me personally, um, and this is especially true for anyone who's listening who's maybe doing well or achieved a bit of success in life is as you get older and a bit more, a bit more good. That's some great English, Dan, from that best-selling author there, really showing off your talents. Um, those of you who are more good at things... Um, when you get older, it definitely, you question people more, why they want to be friends, you want to want to be close to you, why do they want that level of access, is it a genuine um, friendship connection, you know, rapport building, whatever it may be, or are they after something, but for me, personally, I've got a nice mix of people who knew me before I was what I would call online, Dan, okay, so before the world I'm in now, so old school friends, people who knew me from just knew me, but just Dan, just know me as that. I've got friends like yourself who I've made through this sort of world who are kind of, you know, I class as peers. So these people who do, you know, have their own businesses, their own own portals, their own levels of success in different areas. We are all friends. We all share common, I'd say common values um, rather than, you know, common businesses. We have like similar values, which we'll talk about a bit later. And then there's also people I try and spend around who just inspire me as well so obviously my friends do like you know and we both get a lot from each other's friendships and stuff as well but i try and spend time around sort of people who you know who are also driven so people who maybe aren't necessarily as you know success is obviously a very difficult thing to define because we've got different levels of what success is but you know they're i like being around people who are trying to achieve something in some part of their life because that motivates me as well so that's my mix yeah, mine, mine is so, when I was thinking about it, mine can be so deep because mm. uh, there's so many things to kind of drop here. You, it's okay to have transactional friends as long as you're aware that they're transactional and that they're aware that your relationship is transactional too. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, you know, you do stuff for them in in exchange that they do stuff for you and there's nothing wrong with transactional relationships as well especially if you are in a certain space and have a certain influence and then they're in a certain space and have a certain influence the only time where a transactional friend doesn't work is if you have different levels because then you know there isn't a transactional friendship they should be a client so be aware that, you know, I do have transactional friendships where if I am speaking to someone, I know that there is an agenda, there is an outcome mm -hmm. for this. And um, if I'm saying yes or, or, you know, for that, it's because I probably need something from them too. So knowing them is super important. Um, for me, non-transactional friends are real friends. So like mm -hmm. take... you. You know, me and you, for example, you know, we do this podcast. We rarely do anything business-wise together because, you know, for us, this is a real friendship. It's not about getting yeah. 
anything out of it other than each other's time attention and 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 company and ideas and support and you know that's you know uh, that's to me is kind of a a real friendship when it comes to people and we've spoken about this on previous podcasts about you know finding that small you know area or group of people and uh, not letting them go if i was to kind of put them down into specific kind of things that you want out of those people you need somebody that calms you down you need somebody that fires you up you need somebody that challenges you you need somebody Mm -hmm. that makes you want to do more with your life and you have to have somebody in your group who's a fucking nightmare and only a only able to deal with in small doses now that person is super important in a relationship because that is the person that will literally if you give them the power of the friendship they will destroy it but if you (laughs) but if you allow them to take over from time to time um it it becomes pretty damn good that that's the person who gets everybody together uh, to let down their hair and just to have a good fucking time. And that person who, whenever they're in the room, makes everybody smile, um, makes everybody relax and and that, makes everybody laugh, but also... But you can only deal with them in small doses. Exactly. And that, Jamie, has just made me remind, rem- just reminded me of a book I read because that person in my friendship group, Jamie, is probably me. And I remember reading this in a book and it said every group of friends has a friend that you love, but is definitely the black sheep of the group. And then it goes, if your friendship group doesn't, and it literally was perfectly on the next page, it went, guess what? It's probably you. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> I mean, I have calmed down a little bit, but you know, what? I will say something there, which is something that I, I mean... You know, you've been wonderful. Listen, listen. I'm gonna. I, I always try and be as honest as I can on these podcasts because why the fuck not? Like you don't get any benefit of us to just bullshitting you. Um, and this is so because obviously when you coach people, you coach people, I coach people. We've had like you know, it's an intimate relationship, and obviously it's often a commercial relationship. And I've worked with some really fucking successful people, and. One of the things that I do for them, and it's something I wrote, is, is, and it sounds, this sounds very 2023, try and hold space for them. And what I mean by that is, is give them the ability to actually open up and share things because a lot of these people are very successful. You know, wrong word to the wrong person could really cause issues, you know, from, Stocks and shares prices, we're talking, you know, like big movements, things with clients, with customers, you know, with staff, you know, their relationships, all sorts. They often, a lot of times, don't have anyone to literally keep a bit of space and time for them to help them, you know, get clear on the things they do. So as well as all the business stuff I do, I do that. So I will say within that is actually someone that you are, and I'll say this is harder as a guy from my perspective, um, is someone you can actually be open and vulnerable with. Because that is something that as you get older, you know, you have more, you know, as the, as the years probably you've got more good experiences, but you've also got more bad experiences as well because you've just been on the planet longer behind you. And having an actual some the actual friend, someone within your group doesn't have to be everyone. Like I said, I, I know if you haven't got someone, 
you know, keep looking because having that person that you can reach out to and say, I have been kicked in the fucking dick without knowing that it's going to be spread around or gossip to. I mean, I had a few things changing in my personal life a little while ago. Business could not have been better. I did a launch, went absolutely batshit crazy, new coaching thing, coffee thing. But mate, I got kicked in the fucking dick. Um, you know, not on purpose, but it just, you know, absolutely battered me. And one of the things that allowed me to get back on my feet pretty quick was that I could actually have a couple of conversations with people that I could talk about and say, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. And then equally, when you're more open with people, you'll find that they've often gone through stuff themselves. And most people find themselves feeling a lot less lonely and isolated when they do open up and share. So having that person in your circle is pretty fucking useful too. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, just sometimes, I think we spoke about this before um, with this heard, helped, hugged kind of thing is, is mm. knowing, yeah, you know, you have a person which you speak to who's just wants to give you a hug. That's all you need, just a bit of love. Um, you go to somebody like who is a fixer, who... You know, you go to your problems that need need solving, and then the third one is just that person you ring and just chew the fat, talk shit on the phone, and mm. get it out of your system. And it's having all of those and knowing who the right people are for that um, is is so important, especially as guys as well. I just say now, so many guys still just keep it all in. They think that you know being vulnerable is a weakness. That you know you should just suck it up and it's not it's not helping you whatsoever it's just compounding and getting more difficult over time and if that is your default for things um it doesn't doesn't help it really no. fucking doesn't i'm all um, for taking and i will say this do you know what i i do there's some really good stuff about you know, they call it what do they call it men's work spaces there's some good stuff out there about you know good positive masculine role models i saw you did your chat about being a dad the other day you know there's some good you know stuff out there about being a male being a man and yeah sometimes you do just have to just take your fucking kick in and get on with it right it's just life whatever gender you are whatever you identify is that's just the way it is but having been someone who kind of like i remember getting to a point where i did actually just do exactly what you said for years that's what gave me a fucking heart attack or added to it as well as all the stress all the anything because i let everything build up literally turn to coping mechanisms that were not healthy which were not good for me and it wasn't even anything that bad it was excessive hours caffeine nootropics and literally just pushing my body and brain to its limits and it literally put me in hospital and this is obviously a long, long time ago. and probably didn't help the bottle of vodka at night as well. I mean, probably that isn't going to add to it. And kebabs. It was a little bit chunkier back then. But, yeah, the doing the whole, you know, we both love stoicism. You know, there are, you know, we both talk about, you know, various sort of fans of various philosophers. More Jamie on that one with his encyclopedic knowledge of quotes. But I'm a big fan of stoicism. But, as you said there, though, just keeping everything in all the time is going to fuck you up and you need to know who you can trust. And especially in the business side of things, you said about the transactional stuff as well there, there are some people I will happily sit down. You know, we'll both talk about where we are financially, our investments, what we're putting our money into, where we're... other people 
I'll sit down with, and we both know people who fit in this bill. We're probably friends with some of them. Who I wouldn't fucking trust with an ounce of information because you know that they'll go and either use it against you or nick your idea. And it doesn't mean they're bad people. They're just absolute sharks. And that's fine because they're actually quite fun to be around as well because in short doses, those sharks are actually going out there doing some shark shit and inspire you to do some stuff, but hopefully with a bit more morality. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely true with that, Dan. And uh, it's, it's a ma- it is a mad world and it's finding, you know, it's finding your five, finding your peeps and keeping them close. And, you know, you don't need a lot of people in your circle to help mm. with your success. It's sometimes like, you know, they say the average of the five, but it can be free. And, um, yeah. you know, another thing that springs to mind is something that a legendary MMA fighter, Frank Shamrock said, and he said, you should spend a third of your time with people that you can teach, 30 of your time with people on the same level as in your peers, and a third of your time with people playing a bigger game. And I think there is a massive imbalance with people that, I mean, I'm learning this a lot with jujitsu where, you know, I'm not really meeting anyone I can teach at the moment because I'm mm-hmm. still fucking learning myself, but I've got plenty of peers and I've got shit tons of people who are playing a better game than me. But as I start to progress with that, my, my normal thing it will be to help the other people. You know, mm-hmm. I am a complete and utter zero tab white belt so there's no one that i can really teach whatsoever at the moment it's just yeah. very much learn 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 challenge against my peers and, and get better for the next maybe th- you know, two to three years before i maybe get uh, a blue belt and then i can start that kind of you know, moderate teaching role uh with that yeah. but it's the same it's the same with everything you know it's just like you gotta ask yourself who are the people that you're helping who are the people that you are sharing ideas with? Who are your peers? And, and who are you spending time with who are playing a bigger game? And who's getting in your ear and in your head and in your mind as well? Because as much as we've talked about the positive ones, and I'd love us at some point towards the end of this, we talk about how to find these people, because that's quite important. It's all very well I say. And it's like when we say to people, just go out there and launch your business. It's like, great, who the fuck am I selling to? Like, you need to actually find your people as well. Also have a little think now, who's in your ear, who's in your mind, who's, you know, saying things to you. Not everyone has your best intentions at heart. And some people, and I'm not saying that they inherently are awful people, but, you know, through their own upbringing, through their own experiences, through their own lens of life. I always, if some, basically, if someone's a piece of shit to me, unless it's really, really, really fucking bad. I'll always try and think, okay, why were they a piece of shit to me? Because obviously there's no, you know, if I was a piece of shit to them, fair enough. But people have got all kinds of weird backgrounds and traumas and all manner of stuff like that. And especially for those of you who are listening, because we've got a lot of you who listen who have like businesses or want to do something with your life, yeah? There's this weird thing that I've noticed that people are like rooting for you. And it seems to be quite common in Britain um, to a point. They want you to do well to a point. You know, you can do a little bit better. You can get a bit more. But if you start to do quite well and start pushing yourself and, you know, maybe you've got a few more pennies or, you know, you get a big house or whatever it is, you, whatever it is you're fucking chasing. Who knows? Then you get a few people who previously used to root for you start trying to stab you in the back. I had this. There was a group of people who I gifted 
uh, a lot of my audience and influence and suggestions to, you know, these are people who built careers off the back of saying, yeah, this person's awesome. Go work with them, go work with them, all this kind of stuff. And I was going off the rails a little bit. This was, I mean, Christ, the fact that I have to take a pause to think about when I was going off the rails. Uh, I think, think 2017, um, it's going a little bit wild at that point. And I found out that instead of, I mean, you were one of the people that actually were a good friend, as we've mentioned multiple times that podcast and spent some time with me. But this group of people who, you know, I love dearly and I trusted, I thought, well, my, you know, like my new circle, I had a little fucking gossip ring behind my back, just slagging me off. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I was a bit wild and doing some dumb shit. Hold my hands up. Yeah. But if you're an actual friend, if you actually care, surely you'd have actually said, right, mate, we need to kind of give you a hand here or need to step in or need to have a chat, which is what we did. And it wasn't anything bad. It was just me being a drunken little sausage, basically, and uh, being a bit of a wild man, living a bit of a crazy life. But that goes to show also who's influencing you now and what they're saying to you, what they're whispering in your ear, what their conversations are having. Also, I think there might be some people in your circle right now who think, do you know what? If I want to improve my lot in life or, or, or get ahead or just even be fucking happier these fuckers have got to go yeah and it comes down to this emotional maturity i just shared in one of my blog posts about you know six vital signs of emotional maturity and it's understanding that gossip is the lowest form of intelligence and most of, most of the gossip is not about you even though it is about you it's about them and mm. they are gossiping because they feel better that they're that somebody else's life at the moment is, you know, somebody struggling as much as they are. And it, and it kind of makes them feel good because they're like, well, at yeah. least it's, at least I'm not the only one. And it's yeah. going, oh, hang on a minute. You know, if you are getting good feelings about other people's misery, you need to really work on your fucking life. And if you have the time and the energy to be speaking or seeing what other people are doing, then you're probably not doing enough in your own life to change it because you are wasting your time looking at what other people are doing instead of looking at what you're doing. And understand that if somebody, if you have a friend or a person that whenever you meet up with them, they're talking about other people. Oh, fuck, the they are doing it about you. A hundred percent, they are doing exactly the same about you and get those fuckers out of your life immediately because you do as much as finding out what other people are up to feels good. It's not a helpful thing for you whatsoever. Yeah, whatsoever. I mean, me and you all see stuff and like we, like I said, there's the, and there's a difference between jokey playfulness like we've got mutual friends and we'll see each other's posts and stuff we'll have a giggle not so it is a giggle it's just like what was that what is that person doing or we'll see someone doing something like fuck you know they've got off the deep end there and you kind of like we just again it's normal to have a chat about people and stuff but if you're just gossiping in a really negative way and that person so the first thing they they're excited to tell you about some someone's failed relationship or something that's gone wrong or they've business has gone to shit or they look like a fucking bag of shit in a photo if that's the first thing they're excited about they're honestly just a toxic human being like literally we can all have a giggle we can all have a laugh at stuff and yeah we take the piss out of each other and with friends you can take the piss out of each other that's fine but if there's someone who's as jay said constantly negative 
about others to you. It is happening to you as well. And there's that old, old phrase. It's like, look who, hold on, what's the phrase? I'll get it right because you'll miss the quotes. I'm never good with the quotes. Look who doesn't cheer when you win. Did I get it right? I think I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got it quite right. Um, and that is so fucking true because, look, I'm, you're pretty good, obviously pretty good at this. Obviously, you know, phenomenal at social media. I'm pretty damn good at this as well. But you can spot, you know, when you share like a post of like something where you've done well, you've achieved something, you, you can see, you're not like literally most, you can spot the absence of people liking things or the absence of positivity. There are people who are happy to chime in on if you're having a, you know, like a, a bit of a spicier post or something where you actually achieve something or get a win or do something good. Just keep an eye out for those people that don't congratulate you, that don't give you props, that don't say, do you know what? Fair fucking play. That was hard work. And like I said, just to make it clear here, I'm not looking to have my fucking balls tickled by anyone. Okay. I'm not looking for validation. I'm not like, Oh, look at me. I've achieved the fucking thing. Come fucking suck me off. I mean, I mean, there are worse ways. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, if that back, is, back you know. In, back in the room, what, Dan, come on. Back no, in the room. no, let, I will come back in this room. I'm going to take a little detour via the courtyard I've now found myself in. But I'm just saying, if, I mean, okay, Jamie. So, okay, hypothetically speaking, you've had a great day, a great business launch. Mr. says, do you know what, my friend? My friend, obviously, as that's how she refers to her husband's. Let me nosh you off as a congratulations. You're going to say no. Of course you're not. It's a little fucking uh, treat. I think I'll opt for one of your scratch cards, Dan. <laughs> I would have... Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we have got, but okay. Back in the road cable. Through the courtyard now. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, don't do stuff for validation. But, you know, again, if there's someone who's close to you, cares about you, has best, just see people get... like It's like playing poker. People really give away their hands quite easy. Like you spent years studying psychological operation stuff when you're in the military, so you understand this. And I, little random thing that for me, I was born kind of like deaf-ish, so I had to get really good picking up on cues and tonality. And when I got my hearing uh, surgery on my ears fixed and stuff, I got really good at reading people and faces and stuff. But I got really good at picking up tone, so I do all my coaching calls verbally rather than doing video because I get a little bit distracted. And you can really spot what people do with their tone and inclination, what, how they operate, what they post, what they like, what they share, what they comment on and stuff. And you can see who's got, you can, you can spot a fucking mile off who gives a shit about you and who doesn't. And those motherfuckers are the ones you need to keep an eye on and maybe start edging them out a little bit. Yeah. It's, you know, success leaves, well, everything leaves clues, success leaves clues and same, you know, people's habits, people's routines and, um, you know, looking at their news feed as well. If you ever what you know, if you ever want to see what people's attentions are focused on, get somebody to mm-hmm. open their Instagram and scroll through it. It will tell you exactly um, where their heads at, and it's kind of it's it's such an interesting thing to do uh, to have a look at their news feed as they're scrolling. And mine changes a lot, but at the moment, a lot of mine is very much. Uh, there's a lot. There's a little bit too much memes and funny things, but the problem is I keep sending them to you, so the algorithm's telling, yeah. it's feeding me more. And, Let me and go some on of them are my search. Some of them are pretty funny, you know. And this is what you have to understand as well with the algorithm, ladies and gentlemen. Certainly, 
off off a little bit of tangent on what we're talking about, but the people always speak to me about the algorithm. I just say understand that the algorithm just feeds you more of the things that you um, are consuming and watching and sharing. So if you are not happy with your newsfeed, that's your fault. That's not the algorithm's fault. That you're telling it what you want to see. That being said, on TikTok, you can actually go into your settings and you can clear your uh, for you feed. So it, you can completely clear it and start again, which I think is brilliant. Oh, I wish. Do you know what? This is it. Now, I obviously, you have a very extensive career in the fitness industry. I started my personal business career in the fitness space with my own gym and then going into the market and funnel side of things as well. So I have a lot of fitness people that follow me and I work with some really great people in the fitness space. Now, that I love my fitness-based friends, okay? But the problem is because I've got so many of them, like my fucking Discover is just people in their fucking pants. And literally, I'm so... I never thought I'd say this in my life. I am bored of seeing attractive, naked or nearly naked flesh. And I have been try. I have been going on to. I have literally been doing. I have been searching productivity, mindfulness. Literally just watching new things, trying to clear the wall of fucking flesh that is my discover feed. Dear fucking god, I swear to Christ, if I looked half of these things at mate, I mean, yeah, I'd be a multi-millionaire by now because all I'd do is just be getting me bits out on the internet all the time. But honestly, look at it now. It's just bloody people in their pants. Why is everyone yeah, in their need, pants nowadays? You need to three dots and say, I'm not interested. You need to tell the algorithm oh, that you're not interested. Right. Okay. There you go. So next week, whenever you see flesh um, that you don't want to see, just three dots, no, not interested. No. And, and then you need to train the algorithm um, out of the bad habits. So once again, the algorithm is so different to your friend circle. But that, do you know what? As a case in point, I mean, again, we're going to go off on a tangent, but I think it's a good one. So we're saying about who you surround yourself with. This fucking sadness rectangle which is in your pocket or your purse or your handbag pretty much all the fucking time this little fucking rectangle of shite if not used correctly that is a huge influence on your life huge massive you say you surround yourself with people and this is it and it's so fucking easy to get your little fucking thumbs out and be a bellend on the internet and start searching for things and getting involved in shit you don't need to looking at stuff that makes you feel crap you know, I saw. Something, I was laughing as I showed a female friend of mine this the um, the other day, and it just came up my feed. And I think his intentions are good, but it was kind of one of these. How can I put it? Again, always mindful because I'm not being mean. So I said I'd be gossipy. So I said, uh, let's just say he's morphed into a dating coach. That's a fair play to say. And it was along the lines of you need to find yourself a woman who treats you like a god and worships. And it honestly was all this kind of stuff. And I was just, and I showed it to her and I said, what do you think? He's a good looking boy. And she just went, get fucked. And it's like, but again, this, we were, we were again, giggling about it. Not me, you know, his intentions were good. You know, I've looked through his stuff. He's a decent human being. But that rectangle is in your circle if you're not careful and what you, like you said there, like, I don't want to see all this kind of shit. You know, I'm, I have been literally consciously searching for 
stuff. And if I see anything, I have been, you know, not interested, literally looking at things, looking at more authors and productivity and personal development and business stuff. Cause I want to retrain it. And, um, you know, again, with a little tip there from Jay, that's really useful, but that rectangle is in your circle and what you consume from it can have a insane impact on your mental health and how you perceive the world and what you see. Like, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news since, you know, mum, dad and sister moved in with me back in the pandemic times. Like, I don't watch the news. I, I find out what's going on through memes, okay? If it gets to the meme sphere, I'll know that there's something that I'll, I might actually look into it. But you can, like, again, I'm not going to talk about any subjects here at all because they'll probably be triggering for some people. But there's certain things that are in the media right now which aren't actually that massive but if you're focusing on that one thing or that's what you're looking at then that's going to become really fucking important and your feed is going to keep showing you more of that shit and you'll end up thinking and feeling certain things about certain types of people certain types of political agenda certain types of you know worldwide agendas or or again fucking whatever you've got to be careful because that one that's that's this is the most insidious friend is that little rectangle but once again, you can train that friend. So you've just got to be conscious of being able to, you know, to train it. And I think it's just such an important thing. You know, we're talking just about friends, but it's your environment and something mm-hmm. our mutual friends. And I actually, st- I sent Dan this um, not long ago. But do you remember when we went to the book writing event, which then inspired both you and me to write our books? And, and it was a Dan... Daniel Priestley's event um, where he was, um, we both went to it in London and that's yeah, where that we both made a decision. He, he had a slide and it just, and it's on the front of my uh, studio here and it's environment dictates performance. Mm-hmm. And it really, really does. The, the people that you hang around with, the area which you're around. And here's the thing. I live in a seaside town with no like-minded people around me. And, but just because I'm not surrounded by those people doesn't mean that I wasn't surrounded by those, by the people. And what I mean by Mm -hmm. that is that I, you know, 10 years ago, I discovered the podcast button. So in my ears, walking down the seafront was all these people that were getting me to think better, think differently were the books that I was reading was the people that I was following. It was the, you know, and also the people that I was talking to as well you know, both online and Mm -hmm. physically too. And and these things are such an important thing to firstly uh, measure and manage and assess. And and secondly, if they are out of whack to change and be, be willing to change them too. This, this old quote of the pain of change is much less painful than the pain of staying the same. It's very difficult to, cut a friend a friend in inverted commas uh, off but you know think of breaking down like i say toxic friend okay you've got a word which is negative and then a word which is meant to be positive they're not meant to go together so they're mm. either toxic or they're a friend they're not a toxic friend there's no such thing so you need to make these difficult decisions and that person might not like that decision but who gives a fucking shit? It's your life. It is. And this is it. It is your life. And you can be, you can go full ruthless, just cut people out if you want. 
And again, that's been done to me. I have done it to others, you know, when it's not served me. Equally, you know, I'm always a big fan of, you know, I've got some relationships which I call time served. So there's people who, I mean, let's just, okay, me and you've known each other, what? Is it seven years now? Been friends? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, about that. Like, if you started being a dick to me or ignoring me or just, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do because it just it doesn't even make sense that you do it. Or if you just started going quiet or not chatting, I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to be like, cool. My friend's got seven years of loyal service here. This has been a good person in my life. And this is this is, can be in your you know, intimate relationships, your working relationships as well. Sometimes people just have a moment, get their rails, you know, they're off the rails a little bit and you need to have a chat and say, you know, are you cool? Do you need any help? You don't, again, if it's a truly shitty person who is derailing your life and it's been constant, you know, yeah, by all means, you should have a look at parting ways. But some people, A, don't know they're fucking up. B, are just going through fucking tough times right now. You know, when I've been going through some shit, as all of us do, doesn't matter how fucking successful you are, I'm always very clear to communicate to my friends. I'll even say something like, it's going through some shit right now, might be a little bit quiet for, you know, X period of time, all is good, catch you soon. Which basically is key for, I need some me time, or otherwise I'm going to headbutt someone in the next week. So we're all cool. I'm just going to do me for a few days. And that's that kind of, you know, I said, it's again, this circle of people, that's what you get from, you know, you know years of, of good friendship. So again, yes, some people you've got to chop out, other people you do need to have a conversation with, you know, and that could be, and we spoke about, you know, relationships and stuff before, if it's your, it's your person or, you know, family member or something like that, something, you know, actually an intimate, um, close relationship, then, they might be just going through a bad time. They might be changing some things. They might be thinking about things differently. They might be unwell. They might be struggling. You don't fucking know until you ask them. So what I will say is when it with this circle of people, you know, similar levels, like your peers, people you're helping, people that are inspiring you, have conversations. Have conversations. If someone is suddenly acting differently, being a bit weird, not themselves, fucking get on a phone call. Talk to people. Don't spend your life with your little fucking thumbs tapping away. Call yeah. them up. Communication is so um, important and don't wait for that person to reach out. Be the first person mm. that reaches out. It brought another kind of closing thing into this podcast, Dan, and it was a question that I got asked on social media. And it was a question from this girl who said that her friend said, her friend basically called her fat and <laughs> said, you know, what should I do? And like a lot of people say, oh, you should get rid of that friend. I was like, hang on a minute. Not necessarily. And just hear me out on this. And I was just like, cool. This friend might really care about you. This, I don't know your background. I don't know where this has come from. It might just yeah. be that she's a poisonous fucking so-and-so. It's all but, very subjective as well. But what if this is a really good friend who is holding you to a standard which you've let slip? And of course it is within her right as a friend to let you know that your personal standard for your happiness, your health and your well-being, has, has started to go down. Now that might not mm. be true, but sometimes you can't tar everything with the same brush. There's this, there's this, um, <laughs> there's this, uh, weight loss story, which I used at a blog post many years ago. And it was a guy that text his mate, you're a fat twat 
every day for three years and he lost 170 pounds. And it, it adds to the fact that would that guy have lost that weight if he didn't get that daily text? Possibly mm. not. And that guy knew his friend needed... To be able to say to, it as well, yeah. To, needed to be able to say it because you've got to know you know, you've got to know that person well to be able to say the things that you do. And I would actually appreciate someone who says, hey, you know, you're not, you know, I hold you to this standard and you're letting it slip a little bit. That's a real friend that's letting me know. That's a real friend that's holding me to my own standard of what they ex- what they expect from me in the friendships and what they mm. expect from me as a human being. And I think that's a very solid friendship to have that. And here's the thing. If a person is saying that from that place, you better be a person who is willing to do the same to them. And most importantly, that they're willing to listen to what you have to say and take your advice, not criticism on board. Because that is a true friend. Yeah. And so we we touched on this as well. Why well, did should I say? Where did like where do you find these people? Where do you find them? Now, I'd say, um, I mean, I've got people who've got, I'm really lucky, my school friends, lovely bunch. All of us are still in touch. A couple of little quieter now just because they got, you know, really young ones and stuff and are busy, but we all have a group chat. We're all still in touch and stuff. But, you know, I'd say most of my closest friends now outside of that group have all become from from work and from online and through meeting people through, you know, work in the book and, you know, obviously us on the podcast and all this, you know, all the kind of things we've done like that. So where do you meet these people? What was your advice to be someone say, all right, you know, you've got your circle, Dan, you've got your circle, Jay, you've got a really nice mix. Obviously, if you were, let's be honest, you know, with your following, especially, and, you know, mine, obviously not as big as yours, but if we were to say, would you like to hang out? Would you like to do something? You know, we'd have, a fuck ton of inboxes people wanting to do that with us but what about people who you know maybe don't have that ability to put out a you know put out a calling card and say hey who wants to be a friend where do you what do you what's your advice to those people it depends what kind of friend you're looking for of course um you know when we say one person that's going to fire you up one person that's going to calm you down and and you're going to be finding these people in the places where you want to be you know, like if you are focused on improving your fitness, improving your health and well-being, you know, taking what I do, jiu-jitsu, what you do, Dan, boxing, and both of us go to the gym, you're probably going to find somebody that you can become good friends with there because mm. you have similar interests. So you obviously have those conversation talks and they're the people that are going to hold you accountable for your own physical well-being when it comes to mental well-being there are of course different things that people do you know do mindfulness they do meditation they do you know going out for walks that you know you are going to once again find these people um in maybe face uh, you know specific facebook groups or specific yeah. locations in and around your area because they're doing the same things that you want to do and once again they're probably going to have the habits and routines and accountability that you want. If you're focusing on leveling up your life, you're probably going to be finding people who are joining the same workshops, courses, and classes um, that you are attending. And if you're not attending and you're wondering why you're not getting places, that will be why. 
because you are not learning. You know, you so many people have stopped learning after they've finished yeah. college um, and don't realize that, you know, learning never stops and you should always seek to learn new things um, for both your body, your brain and your business too. So well, you're going to find those people I there? Mean, you got to stack the decks in your favor. Like if you want, like, you know, one of the things you mentioned something there about, you know, about having people you help, people at the same level. Like I've been, okay, there are lots fucking probably hundreds and hundreds, millions of people more successful than me. Okay, but I've, in the world I'm in, fairly, you know, there's not, you know, I'm, I, I haven't spent much time with others. Most of my sort of peers are sort of similar levels of success. You know, we all ebb and flow, you know, kind of turnover-wise and stuff like that. But I've realized I've been not sat in as many rooms with people doing bigger things and better things for a while, which I need to do as well, because I need to be around people that inspire me. You know, most of my day is spent you know, trying to inspire and motivate and, and, you know, coach and move others forward. I also need to be around those people too. And it's about stacking the decks in your favor, you know, much like um, when you were saying about the, you know, the, the hobbies you do. And if I, the, the friends that I've made generally, like, like this is just a little random thing that I used to learn from when I used to be a personal trainer in a sort of more corporate type, not corporate, like a, you know, big box kind of gym. It's like the people who had the, the nine to five jobs, would get in generally, generally before work, lunchtime or after work. So the ones that had the the people who came in like mid morning, mid afternoon, tended to be this is all just tending tended to be like the directors, their own bosses. You know, they were the ones because they can kind of pick and choose. And again, it's nicer to train in a gym that's not fucking rammed. And when I when I moved to where I live now um, in the city, I joined gyms and places where. I wanted to be right, you know, physical, physical side of, you know, training is something I really enjoy, um, really fall, really fallen back in love with it. And I went at the time, someone who can pick and shoot, you know, I go at like either like 10 ish in the morning where I feel good or about sort of two, three, which is like my optimal times for me to lift anyway. That's kind of when I go. And the people I met at those times have their own businesses, have their own shit together. You know, you've got to think about the, these things a little bit logically. Like if you want to meet someone, Okay. Again, if you like someone who's really into, I was chatting to someone in the gym the other day. She met her boyfriend, uh, fiance now. Um, cause we keep trained at the same times. So we just all, you know, say, you know, we see the same person. You get sports weird where you don't actually say hello. Her boyfriend is a fiance. Sorry. Is a, a singer. And she's a singer too. Heavy metal in a proper hardcore heavy metal band. And they met at a metal gig where he was singing. She spoke to him. And so, yeah, again, she's now got someone who, you know, she loves to bits, is obviously, you know, due to hopefully marry soon. But they met at places where things. So you've got to kind of go and do these things. Like if you're a really hippie alternative kind of cool, you know, into that sort of stuff, go to some yoga retreats, go to some sound bowl healing stuff. You'll meet your people and you won't know who you're going to meet until you go there. But you do, that environment dictates your success. And again, you can go, like one of my favorite tips my mentor ever gave me, and I've said it on, I'm sure I've said it on a podcast before, but you can sit in the fucking lobby of any five-star hostel in the world, hotel, not hostel, hotel in the world, and have a fucking coffee. You can just sit and be around people who are doing okay, because they've probably got a few quid. You can go sit in those environments. You can test drive nice cars. You can rent a nice place to stay for a night or two to experience these little things and be around other people. There's so many meetups, 
and online groups and forums like literally you can find your people but like anything in life it takes work you have to do stuff they i i know one person one person who met their husband when i said she did nothing she answered the door that's it he literally came to her he was an electrician she needed some electrical work done. She rented a flat, opened a door. She's really good looking. He's handsome as fuck. They literally hit it off straight away. So yeah, outside of that situation, people aren't just going to fucking appear in your life. You have to put yourself out there. You have to stack the dicks in your favor. If you want this, you know, circle, this group of friends, these connections, you know, whether they be, you know, platonic, transactional, intimate, whatever it needs to be, you've got to put yourself out there. They are not just going to fucking turn up. Yeah, same as following your passion. I can't, you know, I don't know what I'm passionate about. It's like, what, what, go and do shit. Go and find, you know, like the more shit you do. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's fucking true though. Go do some but, shit. Go do shit. You could be world-class at something that you've never done ever in your life and you wouldn't know because you've never tried it. You might fall in love with someone that you never thought you'd fall in love with because you weren't doing the shit and do you know doing the stuff with those kind of people around? So now, go I'll and tell do you, shit. A mad one, a mad one. Now this is now this person because I'll be very mindful of their identity on this one. Nothing dodgy at all. This person was had their own business where they were very good at what they're doing, but they required investment to then turn that investment into things. All legit, all above board, all totally awesome, yeah? And they had done well. Proven, 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 done it themselves, done it for others, but they wanted to grow faster. So they decided, now bear in mind, it's something like 500 quid a lesson, but they decided to take helicopter lessons. Now, this is batshit. Now, again, if money's a little tighter, obviously be mindful, I'm just telling you a story, okay? But this person said, right, I want to learn how to be kind of cool hobby anyway, but if you got 500 quid an hour to chuck around to learn a helicopter, you're probably going to have a few quid around. And then this person has now built this unbelievable network through the flying club and those sort of people. And, you know, I know friends, I've got a friend of mine who's done it with golf clubs. You know, literally, there's a, there's a business that actually does that sort of thing. So if you want to meet like successful people, find a way to like get yourself around them. Turn up at stuff. Go to places. Spend a few quid. Go do shit. Go Simple. do shit. Go do shit. Most most opportunities in life don't come um, from you sitting in your house or scrolling on your phone. Use those. No. Use that phone. Use that sad rectangle to find the places and the people, and then yeah. go, and then go to them. And then it could become a happy rectangle because then you could like I, some of my bestest, you know, you being one of them, some of my closest friends, like one of my genuinely, truly closest friends on the whole planet. I met through a group that I used to be a coach in. This is like that. This is like nine years ago, I think, when I was just starting out online. I ended up getting to work for this guy. I was on the coaching there. Then he came across when I did coffee with Dan. This person, should Dan die, this was a likelihood of that with some of the hobbies that I've taken my general luck on bones and what have you, um, will literally look after my life. We'll make sure mum, it's Anna, all sorted. You know, I met this person through a fucking Facebook group. It's become literally one of my best friends on the whole planet. Admittedly, I've also met, <laughs> so let's just say I've made some 
Okay, hold on. I'm going to style this out. Give me a few seconds. Hold on. I have met some really interesting life lessons. Yes, there we go. That have allowed me in time to experience personal growth and resilience. I love it. That, How was that? That was that, that was textbook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for any of you listening, you I, you can probably work out what I'm talking about on that one. But yes, I thought that was actually quite politically correct and quite polite, Jamie. And that's a that's a very um, unorthodox and nice way to finish this podcast, Dan. I nearly, I was about to just literally absolutely torpedo everything, but it would have given us an explicit warning, so I thought, nope, uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll end this relatively positive. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. Like, listen, like, I, I'll, I'll, you know, again, a little bit of vulnerability here, be honest, you know, I've always kind of felt a little bit like the odd one out, a little bit different, um, like my brain didn't necessarily work like other people's. Um, I was talking to someone this morning saying about, you know, entrepreneurs and they were talking about, you know, relationships, you know, in entrepreneurship and stuff. And we just having a general sort of chit chat about stuff. And it's like, you know, often a lot of us that have gone like on a personal growth or entrepreneurship or development journey, we are a little bit different. And we, you know, I've, I've often felt, you know, pre going this, like I started Coffee with Anne because I felt quite alone. Like, as you said, in your town and where you live, there was no people like you that you could find doing things like you were doing. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll make my own club, which will be on the internet, which was Coffee with Dan. And obviously that's turned into everything it's turned into now. But, you know, if you are feeling a little bit isolated alone or think you are, you know, a bit weird or different or, you know, just I don't, whatever you're going to describe yourself as, there's, there's, there's plenty of people out there that will love you who you are, like you who you are, want to spend time around you and actually want to help you succeed and stuff. And... I'll just say this as well as a little caveat. Um, sometimes, if you've maybe lost some of those people and you've spent a lot of time on your own, you do have to do a little bit of internal reflecting, thinking, am I the sort of person, there's nothing wrong with this cell, that someone would want to be friends with? Like, you know, am I the sort of person that people want? Am, am I trustworthy? Am I loyal? Do I keep my word? Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Am I someone you can tell something in confidence to? Do I look after myself, others? Do I talk kindly about other people? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and if you uh, don't, 100%. you can change. You're not you're not fixed. Yeah. Write down a list of attributes which you look for in other people and make sure that you embody them yourself. Do you know what? Perfect ending, I think, Mr. Alderson. Ladies it's a long gents. one from us today. It is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah, lots, just look at the time. Lots to talk about, but... Um, all good ladies and gents I really hope you enjoyed this episode your circle of friends and influence is so so important they're not going to come to you you need to do shit and go to them um, I really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please share with others and let us know but I have been your body Jamie Lutton and I'll end with this as well Jay's already touched on it before but don't be afraid to reach out you can reach out to people say hello to people strike up a conversation that's all the good shit starts. And I have been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care.